Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. My name is Just Marshall Macaluso. No Mitchell Kaminsky here. Um, it is Monday night. Uh, yeah, so we're going to shoot our regular scheduled progr- podcast for our great listeners. Um, after the national championship, which just occurred uh, on Monday night on the 11th right now. But Mitchell got a little uh, got a little homework to do. He is writing an article, furiously typing away, because the White Sox just signed closer Liam Hendricks to a three-year deal. Um, so yes, he is writing for Sports Mockery or uh, Southside uh, Podcast or whatever he does. I'm sure he's plugging on the podcast. Go check out his articles. He is con- he's correcting typos, finding those good metaphors and analogies, writing those leads right now. So yeah, it's just me. Um, like I said, national championship just wrapped up. Alabama, uh, take a shot if you've heard this one before. Another national championship under Nick Saban's uh, coaching career. Congratulations to you know him, Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, uh, Najee Harris. All of those guys are going to be great in the NFL. Well, maybe not Mac Jones. The jury's still out on him. He played well tonight, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about college football, so I'll get right into the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend that we saw this weekend. Um, a lot of great games, a lot of dramatic finishes, um, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, you know, Mitchell was writing a, a, a an article about the White Sox. The White Sox are going all in, man. They're making those, uh, you know, those, those big deals because, you know what, their window of contention... Uh, is just opening up. I believe this year, maybe you could even say last year, um, they are contending. They are a top-tier team in the MLB, probably the best team in Chicago right now. Um, and they're doing what, all, what all, the con- all those contenders do. You know, they're making free agent signings, you know, pulling off trades. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, they're trading their, their good guys for prospects. Uh, and they're like, they're saying, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, we are going to be one of the best teams in the MLB. We're going to make those moves. We're going to cash in um, on you know big-time free agents, make those trades, because uh, their window of contention is opening. Uh, it happens every you know five, six years, depending on what sport. If your name's Bill Belichick, and asked like two decades. Um, but you know every team they have those the, the swinging pendulum of sports. You know one side uh, you're tanking for draft picks, and then all of a sudden you're those draft picks are cashing in, and you're best team in the in the NFL, best team in the MLB, best team in the NBA. Um, then there's the other side where you're the Chicago Cubs, you're trading away you Darvish, trading away Victor Carantini, letting Kyle Schwarber walk, you're shopping around Chris Bryant, you're shopping Wilson Contreras, because you know what, you've been to the playoffs the past couple years, you won a World Series, but that window of contention is closing, man, and uh, it's getting to a point where, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of tough decisions, and they're not the only team in Chicago who's having that same issue as the Chicago Bears played their last game of the 2020-2021 NFL season in which they had a performance which set back the game of football 50 years in a horrocious or atrocious and horrible offensive performance. They lost 21 to three against the New Orleans Saints. Um, and I'll get to the Saints real quick first. One of the most underrated defense in the NFL. Top tier pass rush with Cameron Jordan leading the attack. Demario Davis traded for Quan Alexander for the from the San Francisco 49ers. Really good secondary Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, they have one of the best defense in the NFL. They have Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. He's back. He's catching touchdowns in the NFL. That is a team to watch out for. So I can't blame the Bears too much for losing to the Saints. They were not going to beat the Saints. But you go out there, score three points. That garbage time touchdown doesn't count. They couldn't even get the backdoor cover. So, you know, if they kick a field goal, maybe, because great teams, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. But they couldn't even do that. 
21 to 3 essentially was the score, in which they had one play that stood out to me. Javon Wims dropping that touchdown on a really good vintage naggy, you know, double reverse back to the quarterback, throws a deep ball. That was awesome. Didn't happen. You know, that's could have changed the game around. Truly could have. And that's why, you know, that's why they got naggy. But they're also getting a naggy that is just calling cookie cutter, just basic, basic play calls. Two yard outs to Cole Komet. You know, just runs up the middle. Nothing interesting. Nothing unpredictable in a game where you're playing a top tier defense and you gotta you gotta do something different. You know, I'm not a Mitch Trubisky guy. But they needed to unleash that man and let him throw the ball, even if it's into coverage, even if he makes some mistakes. They need to let him loose because the alternative is they, you know, put a dog leash on him and they score three points. You know, I think Nagy needs to go. He's coached 50-some games for the Bears, and I believe 18 or 19 of them. Don't quote me on this, but I know at least around a third of his games coached for the Bears as an offensive guru from the Andy Reid coaching tree, the Bears scored one or fewer touchdowns. That's unacceptable, especially in a playoff game. I mean, look, I didn't expect them to win, but I expected them to have a little more effort. They're they're jumping off sides. I mean, you got you got players like Eddie Jackson, a really good safety in the NFL, on a third and short, hopping over the line of scrimmage. You got guys punching people. Anthony Miller, he's never gonna. I don't think he's gonna play another game in the Bears uniform. You know, I, I think that might be the last time you see that guy. Second-round pick, can't do anything for him. I mean, it was undisciplined. It was, you know, just playoff teams, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how bad you are. There's been a lot of bad teams that make the playoffs, i.e. the Washington football team, which I'll get into in a second. But the bad teams, they're, they, they at least look prepared. They at least look like they had a game plan going for it. There are a lot of teams out there that are underdogs. It happens. It's the NFL. It's wildcard weekend. There are a lot of teams who don't expect to have a very good shot at winning these games, but they still put up a they, – they, they, they still come prepared. They still come with some fight. I mean, that that Bears team, that team is done. The window of contention is over. You had your Cody Parkey double doink, and you had the atrocity that we witnessed this Sunday afternoon. Now he's gone. Pagano, I mean, come on, man. Your defense can't regress that much. I know Vic Fangio is a really good defensive head coach – or defensive coordinator and head coach – and he's gone, but you still have Khalil Mack. You still have these top-tier talents that a lot of NFL teams wish they had. Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith is out. I understand that. That's very tough. But, like, I needed to see a lot. I hope to see a lot better effort out of the Chicago Bears, especially, you know, you're back into the playoffs getting embarrassed by your rivals who have just drubbed you consistently for the past couple years, and, like, now, I, I just expected more. I expected more, and because I didn't get more, is that's why I think, you know, this Bears window of contention, it's over, it's closed. And they share that in common with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who lost to their little brother, the Cleveland Browns, 48-37. Uh, they spotted the Browns 28 quick points, and they did not look good. Uh, they have 26 players on a contract that has ex- just expired after this year. Will we see Big Ben again? Will we see Marquise Pouncey again? Who knows, man? Um, Browns, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with them. I think Kevin Stefanski has done a phenomenal job building this team, and I thought they were going to win this game. But Kevin Stefanski wasn't even in the building. He was chilling in his basement, just like I was on Sunday night. Uh, 
But they still, they had a very good performance, and I think the real reason, the, the one of the biggest ways that they got them there was their offensive line just played phenomenal. I mean, they owned the line of scrimmage in a game where they had a lot of guys out with injury. They had a ragtag group in there, and I don't even think their O-line coach was in the building Sunday night uh, with that COVID whole situation, but they played really well. I give them a ton of props. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, they had a great game. Baker Mayfield, that man does not turn the ball over. He, I'm thoroughly impressed with him. Um, defense, a little left to be a desired. Um, but, uh, you know, when you put up 48, you can give up 500 passing yards, I suppose. Uh, and when you get those turnovers, I mean, look, you know, you, you saw, you talk about the turnover margin. That is where they won that game. Baker Mayfield does not, has not thrown a lot of interceptions. He's had a really good year. Um, this, is, this is a junior year, man. I mean, I'm a junior college, and, you know, every, it's, it's bumpy for all freshmen. Sometimes when you get in there, it's difficult. Sometimes you get the sophomore slump. Uh, you know, I made Jesus my sophomore year, you know, so not to flex that. So I didn't have that sophomore slump. Baker Mayfield did, but, uh, you know, but junior year, still young. Come on, give this man some time. I think he's done a really good job. I'm impressed with him, in which he got written off pretty quickly by a lot of people um, for, I guess, wearing his hat backwards or something like that. Um, moving on. Uh, we'll go to the, the early early Sunday game. Ravens-Titans. Sorry, I'm kind of working backwards order. Um, you know, recency bias, I guess. Something like that. Uh, Ravens-Titans. You know, the Ravens, I'm impressed. I'll say it. I'm impressed. I didn't think much of them going in. They kind of flew under the radar, and they had a really good second half of the year, beating some bad teams. But they have... I am thoroughly impressed. I didn't think the Titans were going to win. I kind of... Talked a lot of crap about the Titans and their crappy defense, which is still true. But, you know, Lamar Jackson, man, similar to Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson had this just this narrative surrounding him that he couldn't win a playoff game. He was 0-2, and he's like 30-7 and as a starter. He won an MVP, but he can't win a playoff game. This is his third year. This is his second and a half year as a starter. I mean, going back, they lost that Chargers the game, that wild card weekend, he, blew, he threw two touchdowns, he did throw a pick, but his leading receiver was Kenneth Dixon, man, who in the world is that, he, Michael Crabtree, he was getting his chain stolen, he's like 45 years old, he was his third leading receiver, I mean, the running back was Gus Edwards, come on, man, I mean, I don't, I don't blame that, the Chargers were a good team that year, two years ago, Last year, look, man, I understand that. I understand he's the MVP. They were 14-2, and two, um, and he went out there and, you know, 31-59, 365 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. 12 points put on the board, I understand. There's a reason to say, man, Lamar, come on. What are you doing? But this is his second year. He wins the MVP. He's not the reason that Derrick Henry ran for 200 yards. Off 30 carries with a six and a half yard average. I mean, that is something that like you can't pin on Lamar Jackson. And I think it was just it was on. I mean, even you know after that, the game. I mean, the the post game reporter. You know, Lamar Jackson. How does it finally feel to win a playoff game? I mean, dude, come on, man. Peyton Manning was 0-3 in his in his in the playoffs. His first times th- three times getting there. I mean, it's not it's not not everyone's Pat Mahomes, and not everyone's you know this guy who just gets. You know, comes out of college as a stud, and then he just goes in the playoffs and wins the Super Bowl. It doesn't happen to everyone. It takes time, and I think Lamar Jackson, you know, I, I, I think he deserved that. 
he didn't deserve that criticism. He didn't deserve this like weird agenda against him. Um, in which in a game against the Titans where he throws a atrocious interception, that was a very bad, basically a punt to um, Malcolm Butler, I believe. Uh, and you're like, oh, here we go again. Uh, and then at the last play of the first quarter, he converted a very impressive third down to Mark Mark uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, in which you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I push back a little bit. On when Mitch said he Mark Andrews with top five tight end, he's a top five tight end. So I'll give you that one, Mitchell. Um, but yeah, I mean a team that doesn't have a ton of weapons. J.K. Dobbins is good. He's still a rookie. Uh, Marquise Brown, I'm not totally sold on him. Mark Andrews is a good tight end, but you don't really want your tight end being you know the premier receiver. I mean even the Ravens and the or the Raiders and the Chiefs who have two of the top tight ends in the NFL, they still have really good receivers that they enjoy throwing the ball to. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 impressed. I'm impressed. Uh, Buccaneers and the football team. I mean, this is what I'm talking about, Chicago Bears fans. I mean, look, the football team, they were not gonna win this game. You know, I said they had a chance, and I thought they had they have a good defense, but like, you know, I, I deep down, I didn't think that they were actually gonna win this game. Tom Brady's playing really well. That offense is really good right now. Um, but they came out. They had some fight. They had some spunk. They got some points on the board. Taylor Heineke, an XFL quarterback. I mean, he's, he's diving for touchdowns. They had a game plan that they tried to enact, and it came close. Didn't happen, but it came close. Uh, and that's what I wish I saw out of the Bears. You know, Buccaneers. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Should Antonio Brown be playing right now? Probably not. Uh, he probably committed sexual assault or something along those lines. So he probably shouldn't even be playing in the NFL. But uh, when he's scoring touchdowns, I guess, you know, the football fans of America look past that because, you know, that was a signing where people were like, oh, my goodness, they're going to blow up the chemistry in the locker room, blah, 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 blah. And now he's he's scoring 35-yard touchdowns. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette, who I'm not high on at all, 93 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, going off. Uh, you know, th- this is a good team. This is a good team. Um Kudos, kudos to the football team. They gave us, they gave us some entertainment, man. That's all we're looking for. That's all I'm looking for, man. You're seven and nine in the playoffs. Go out there, Ron Rivera. Can't give that man enough credit. Absolutely, just you know, top tier human being, top tier football coach. You know, the football team. Give him a quarterback. Watch out for that team. You know, they got Antonio Gibson, scary Terry McLaurin. They got a really good pass rush. Um. And uh, really good defense. They get a QB. Watch out, man. Watch out. Um, is it Taylor Heineke? I don't think he's going to be the quarterback of the future for them. But, hey, who knows, man? Maybe you found that diamond in the rough. Um, Seahawks, Rams. Oh, my goodness. Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson. That was tough. Tough to watch out of the, you know, beginning of the year MVP hopeful. Uh, Russell Wilson did not have a good game. But, man. Rams defense, that, that is a defense. That is a great unit. They are the number one overall defense in the NFL for the regular season for a reason. They played lights out. Um, they neutralized a lot of what the Seahawks wanted to do. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, my goodness, that dude locked up DK Metcalf. I know DK Metcalf had that, like, scramble touchdown. But when they were one-on-one coverage, DK Metcalf got put into a, a padded cell by Jalen Ramsey. Um, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, you know, they were flying around. Seahawks defense also flying around. I also have to give them credit because they made some nice plays. Um, but Jared Goff gets a lot of hate. Do I think he's that great of a quarterback? He put up three points to the Super Bowl. So, you know, 
he, he's good enough to get you 11 wins with a very good defense. He's good enough to get you a Super Bowl. Um, you know, Sean McVay's done a lot with him, but hey, man, you know, the dude came off of a thumb surgery on his throwing hand a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, you know, 155 yards of touchdown on nine completed passes. It's not like he went out there and lit him up. Uh, but they did a really good job. And Cam Akers, Cam Akers, another speak, talk about a diamond in the rough. That dude's playing well. Um, but then again, I think that really goes a lot to uh, their offensive line. Um, I mean, they, they got a good offensive line. They got a really good offensive scheme. Sean, Sean McVay is so good, man. He is so good. Um, you know, talk about a, a young, young quarter, or young coach who, you know, obviously gets a lot of praise. You know, you've all heard it before. You don't need me to harp on it. Uh, but yeah, no, good for the Rams. Good for the Rams. You know, and, and Jared Goff said it, you know, Jamal Adams was smoking a cigar and saying, you know, we won the division because they beat him. Um, but, uh, you know, I give the Rams a lot of credit. I'm happy for the Rams. Uh, I think that they... They, they had a really good year this year, and it kind of went all came it all came down to like Jared Goff. How well is he gonna do? And uh, he's done he's done just enough for him, just enough for him. Uh, speaking of just enough, my goodness, the Bills Bills had a scare against the Colts in the opening game, which was a really good one, um, where you know the Colts four red zone trips, ten points, a really really bad challenge trying to get a fumble. Uh, and then they themselves fumbled late in the game, which, you know, I don't know what the refs were looking at, but all of America watched those replays, and all of America saw that uh, the tight end or whoever it was for the Colts, he fumbled the football, and they should not have had to, we should not have to watch Phil Rivers' noodle arm do a Hail Mary to the 10-yard line, because that was a fumble, and that game should have been over. Someone should lose their job for that. Regardless, um, you know, both these teams kind of tried to give away the game. Both these teams. You know, uh, but, hey, the Bills, man, they looked really good. Stephon Diggs looked really good. I'm not totally sold on their defense. Their defense has not faced a lot of scrutiny because they have been just good enough on their buzzsaw of an offense. Tredavious White looked like an elite lockdown corner. He's not an elite lockdown corner, but he's, he's a good corner. He's a good corner. Um, they got some pieces. Um, moving, on to, moving on to next week, I'll give my quick picks. Uh, Rams-Packers. You know, we, we watched Mike Vrabel, and we watched Frank Reich this past week, and we watched them make some boneheaded decisions, bad challenges, giving away timeouts. I mean, Mike Vrabel had a punt from his opponent's 40 in the fourth quarter down by a score. That is unacceptable. Fortune favors the bold, and you got two really good coaches uh, who are cutting edge, who make a lot of really good decisions. Uh, Rams, Packers. Hey, man. Aaron Rodgers. That's a bad man right there. Devontae Adams, that is probably top three, top two. Maybe in the I would say he's probably the best receiver this year. He was unreal this year. 18 touchdowns. Him and Jalen Ramsey, that's going to be a dogfight. That's going to be really interesting. Um, the Rams have the formula to beat the Packers. Really good secondary. And like I said, Jalen Ramsey, I think he can do really good against Devontae Adams. They're, they're each going to get a couple plays off of each other. Uh, but he can do enough to neutralize him. They have a good pass rush. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins. Really good defensive line. They can get to Aaron Rodgers, get in his face. They can run the ball, as they prove, with Cam Akers and uh, Henderson. You know, they got two running backs who aren't these, like, top-tier guys, but they can still get a lot of yards off you just because of their scheme and their offensive line is playing at a really high level. And they have Sean McVay, 
who can game plan against this really good Packers offense, and he can do a lot of good things. Uh, and they have the formula to beat the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers, man. It's Aaron Rodgers. He had one of the best QB seasons, like, ever. That dude was unstoppable this year with one receiver. I know. I mean, I'm definitely sure they're not regretting not taking one of the many, many top-tier receivers in this draft. You know, I'm definitely sure they're glad they don't have Brandon Ayuk or someone who could be a number two option for Aaron Rodgers. But I digress. Uh, the Rams have the formula to win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Aaron Rodgers and this very underrated defense – um, their, their defense is not amazing. Their defense is not great. It is not top tier, but it is very good. And Jair Alexander is one of the best corners in the league. Um, I think they can do enough uh, to to limit Jared Goff or John Wolford if he ends up playing. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the Packers in this one. Ravens Bills. Bills are trendy, man. Bills are cool. You know, b- b- Bills are Bills are fun. They got they got. They got Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen, what a story. What a story. I mean, that guy's good. And I think the Bills are probably the only shot in the AFC to beat the Chiefs. I think they are. But with that said, I think the Ravens can win this one. I think the Ravens' defense has been playing really good recently. Derek Wolf, love that man. Former Bronco. They got a good pass rush. And they got they got they got some quality players on this defensive side of the ball, and they fly around and they make a lot of explosive big time plays. Um, and Josh Allen looked a little shaky with the turnovers, a little fumble late in the game against the Colts. Um, and then, I, like I said, I'm not sold on this Bills defense. I think Lamar Jackson's been playing really well. I think Lamar Jackson has playing playoff caliber quality quarterbacking. Um, you know, you saw, you saw a little shaky moments against the Titans last week where it's like, oh, are we going to see Lamar Jackson fumble the bag here and make some bad interceptions? And he said, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hit my first downs, convert third downs. Um, I, you know, might go against the grain. Might say, I think the Ravens could win this one. I truly do think they do. Then again, Josh Allen could also throw for three touchdowns and 350 yards passing. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the Packers in the afternoon. I, I, hot takes. That's what we're here for. That's what Dormer Dispute is here for your disposal for some hot takes. And I'm taking the Ravens. Go Baltimore. I like Lamar Jackson. I really like him. I think he's a really good leader. Um, and I think that he has – that is a team that just – they just want it. They just go out there and they play their hearts out, especially against the Titans, which is in really – you know, the Ravens-Titans is kind of like a new – New little rivalry going on with the, the logo stomping and all that. Um, a quick side note, if anyone actually pretends like they care about that, like, logo stomping after there was so much trash talk on the game, oh, suck it up. Stop clutching your pearls. That was awesome. That was playoff football at its finest. That was what the people pay to see, even if they have to get into the building and eventually get coronavirus. But uh, that's the story for another time. Uh, moving on. I'm happy for the Browns. I really am. They've stunk for, like, two decades. They've had horrible head coaches and even worse quarterbacks. Their baseball team blew a 3-1 lead in the World Series to potentially end a 54-year drought. They had the LeBron though. They had LeBron though, so you know, you know, you can't, uh, can't, can't, can't like shame on them too much. But man, I'm happy for the Browns. They finally make the playoffs. They beat their big brothers. Even when it looks like the NFL was trying to screw them because they wouldn't let Kevin Stefanski in the building to coach. At least get them in the press box, man. At least get them, give them. A headset, but no, they got it done. They had a really fun game. It was awesome seeing Big Ben Roethlisberger fail, and I'm happy for the Browns. But 
I don't think they're going to be the Chiefs. That secondary was not good against Big Ben. Now, they were playing prevent. They're not trying to give up those big plays, those explosive plays. But Big Ben, he had 500 yards passing and four tutties, man. And he, he did throw four picks, but Pat Mahomes ain't throwing those four picks. Pat Mahomes is lighting them up. Pat Mahomes is going to have the same stat line, but he ain't going to have those turnovers. And he's going to have a lot of daggers a lot of times where you think you got him. You think you got him in that third and 12. You get a sack off or you stuff a run and you're like, here we go. And Pat Mahomes, scramble, scramble, throws it with a left hand for goodness sake and gets that first. You know, Baker Mayfield's been playing really well, but I think the Chiefs are going to do enough on the defensive side of the ball to neutralize that running game. I think... Um, you know, I, I think the Chiefs are gonna. I think the Chiefs are gonna maybe not cover that 10-point spread, but uh, I think they're gonna win this in a game where it's close. But you never really think the Browns are gonna win. You know, I mean the Broncos kept it close against the Chiefs, but you never really thought, yeah, the Broncos are pulling off this upset. You're like, it's four-point lead, it's six-point lead, it's just a field goal away for the underdog. But the Chiefs ain't losing this. Come on. This is, this is the defending national champs. Or defending Super Bowl champs, I should say. You know, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Pat Mahomes. I don't think he's losing this game. Do I think the Chiefs are overvalued? Yes, I think they are. I think that they've struggled recently. But they, Andy Reid is scheming against a defense that is just not that good. You know? Um, with that said, if the Browns run the ball, control the clock and have those long eight-minute drives, get a couple stops here and there, I think the Browns could turn this in their favor. I truly do. But uh, it's a narrow head. There are going to be fans there, and I think that the Chiefs are going to win this one. Moving on. You know, as soon as clock hit zero and the Bears lost that game, you you knew it was going to happen. Buccaneers Saints. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season. That's what they all say. I mean, as soon as the the, the, the post game, you know, it's Phil Sims and uh, you know all those old old farts that are on the post game uh, for the NFL. Um, they're like, you know, you know, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. No, it's statistically sure. I guess I don't know the statistics on it. I don't know if it actually is in it favors the team that's going to own two against the team and then they end up winning in the playoffs or something like that. Um, don't overthink this, man. The Saints drubbed the Buccaneers the last two times they played. It was not close. They got in Tom Brady's face. Um, now, granted, the Buccaneers were not as playing as good football back then, but don't overthink this. The New Orleans Saints have a great defense with a great pass rush. I already went over it. They're a very, very good defense. Top tier. They're upper echelon of NFL defenses in the 2020-2021 season. And the Buccaneers are not going to be able to handle it. You know, I think the Saints are going to get business done. You know, Drew Brees, he looked like he was going to die on the field against the Chiefs. He looked horrible. But as of recent, he has looked healthy. He has looked, dare I say, a little mobile in the pocket. Um, Michael Thomas being back is huge for them because, you know, Jared Cook ain't cutting it, dude. Manuel Sanders is a great option, but he's not a great number one receiver option. You know, he's going to get those slot yards. He's going to convert those third downs. He had a good year this year, but Michael Thomas being back is really helpful for the Saints. I mean, I cannot state that enough. 
Alvin Kamara is playing really well. I mean, even Latavius Murray is getting quality carries in that offensive line, which is a really good offensive line. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Saints, Bucks. Uh, I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. I think the, the Saturday games of the Packers, Ravens, and the Packers and the Rams, Ravens and Bills, I think those are going to be quality games. I think, honestly, those two are toss-ups. I think those can go either way. Um, Chiefs, Browns, Saints, Bucks. Nah, don't overthink it, man. Don't overthink it. They're favored for a reason. Take the guys who have consistently played top-tier football in the Saints and the Chiefs. Um, to end to end my broadcast, a little quick note. A little quick note. You know, the Bears, I give them a lot of hate. But you know what? They have a Nickelodeon most valuable player in Mr. Trubisky uh, on a broadcast in Nickelodeon, which was goofy. It was funny. A lot of people got their jokes off for it. But hey, man, you know, I saw a comparison where the NFL, I mean, they're doing a really good job of catering their product to a lot of different people. I mean, they're, I mean, I got, I got a lot of friends who are just getting a lot of excitement over the NFL this year, um, even when there's no fans, and even when, in recent years, they haven't been big fans of sports. I mean, I got, we got Rob Eineker putting money on the Packers, covering the spread. I mean, we got a lot of, and, and they done a really good job, you know, advertising. MLB, take notes, man. Take some freaking notes. I'm begging the MLB. I like baseball. I really like baseball. And we're going to have a lot of fun stuff to talk about with baseball as they look to play a 162-game season. They got to take notes from marketing from the NFL because, you know, that, that's all I'm going to say. I'll get more into that later. But, hey, man, Packers beating the Rams, Ravens beating the Bills, Chiefs handing the Browns, and the Saints handling the Buccaneers. That's all I got for you. I'm going to pass it over to my friend Mitchell Kaminsky, and I, I will see you guys later.